this is The Real Good Podcast. My name is John Roebuck and with me is Derek, Mr. Potato Head Armstrong. Mr. Potato Head. And Blake, Mrs. Potato Head. Ah, oh, come on, you could have done that better. <laughs> There's a Blake in my boot. Oh, oh yeah. excellent. Yep, 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 yep. Hey, do you guys catch the fake phrases that we'd never heard before from these guys? What hey. guys? When you pull the pull strings of Wooly, uh, Wooly. Whoa, whoa! I Woody haven't even Buzz. introduced the episode. Okay, <laughs> calm down. Well, you just said there's a I Blake in my boot. Yeah, he could have been talking about one, any film. He could have been talking about Men in Black. That's a terms of endearment quote, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's yep. why I live in Joss's boot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this episode is called "This Toy's Life." Sorry. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Hey, I had a big Mr. weekend. Mrs. Potato Head. Terrible name for this You got episode. that off of like BuzzFeed or something, didn't you? I didn't. No, okay. I could have, though. Yeah, it feels <laughs> bad for me, BuzzFeed. Uh, and it's called This Toy's Life because we're going to be talking about the new Pixar movie, Toy Story 4. Here's a synopsis that we found on the internet web. Woody, Buzz Lightyear, and the rest of the gang embark, <laughs> embark on a road trip with Bonnie and a new toy named Forky. The adventurous journey turns into an unexpected reunion as Woody's slight detour leads him to his long-lost friend, Bo Peep. As Woody and Bo discuss the old days, they soon start to realise that they're worlds apart when it comes to what they want from life as a toy. Derek, now what do you have to say (laughs) about Toy Story 4? Okay, so how how many movies have we known these characters? Three? Twelve. How many times have we heard Woody's pull string get pulled or Buzz's buttons get pushed? There's no phrase we haven't heard before. Come on. Come on, Toy Story 4. They gave us like five new phrases that we'd never heard before. Was this like the upgraded version of these guys? I, didn't, I, I it wasn't felt getting like it. it. It felt different to the original <laughs> ones anyway. Like the flashback and stuff, they never did that in any of the other Toy You mean story. the opening sequence? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Like, you know how those two guys, the, the bird and the... They've, they've had the flashbacks to... Ducky and Bunny? Uh, yeah. Jessie? Is that the female cowgirl? Yeah, like, she had her own. She had I, her I just want to start, start anything oh, I say about this uh, uh, episode. I actually really don't like the Toy Story franchise, which yeah, you guys no. well know. Um, and, I, uh, and I wish I did. And it, I sort of feel like I'm taking crazy pills because I honestly can't see why I seem to be the only one in the entire world that doesn't like Toy Story. And I... I don't know why. Explain, and this is your favorite what? one of the four? Explain, no. the humans why? <laughs> uh, well, there's a few reasons. I, I really, after I saw t- this one, I saw it last night, I tried to think about it properly, mm. why I didn't like Toy Story. And honestly, I can't think of a really good answer. My main, the, the answer I tell people where, when it comes up at, uh, you know, after a few drinks is that Woody stresses me out. Uh, no, the, 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 the narratives always stress me out. I think mm. they're always in trouble. And they all seem to follow similar narrative beats. Uh, and it, all of the plots seem to be just um, uh, riffs on the, the, the same sort of uh, idea. Mm. But, and I also I find Woody's obsession with Andy kind of creepy. The reason, <laughs> the reason I asked is because I, I knew that that's what you thought. And I thought of a rebuttal today, which is why I wanted you to bring it up. Oh, just rebut, the, rebut. Just the first point is of him, be, like you feeling like, you know, what is it? You say anxious and stressed and all that kind yep. of stuff. Yeah. I After watching Toy Story 4, it is because Woody is a very anxious... Anxious and stressed individual. Neurotic. And like I was watching Tom Hanks talk on the Graham Norton show. I've seen that clip. Yeah. And he talked. <laughs> have, I, have I converted you to uh, talk show clips? Uh, you should have. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should send me good ones. Then I'll, then I'll be down. I will. Yeah. I'll send you good ones. Yeah. Good ones only. Because he's talking about when he's doing like Woody's voice, he's like very high angst and he's like, he's very yep. stressed out. And it made me think, and it, it was again thrown back into this film. That man, he, he's just a stressed control freak. He's a very anxious mm-hmm. individual, which is why I was like, 
I, I can see and, what Joe's saying. And I think I'm naturally at odds with Woody, perhaps because of that. I find him the least um, uh, likable character in the entire... I, I'd rather follow, follow, uh, like follow Lotso, that pink bear from number three. He's great. And I found every, in Toy Story 4, I found myself so much more engaged when the film wasn't focused on Woody. And I, 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 it was a real shame that Buzz Lightyear seemed to take a back seat mm. in this one. I, yeah. I can't remember the other three that well at all. Uh, but they are more about Buzz and Woody together, aren't they? Well, in Toy Story 3, Buzz has his voice set on the Spanish setting for most of the movie, I think. Nah, just or, I rewatched or is it that a different Buzz? No, that's the one. But it's I, I thought I remembered it being like most of the movie too. But I rewatched it last night after seeing. It's Toy just Story a short, 4. short. Yeah, part it's only okay. a short little. Okay. Bit. Yeah, that Toy Story three is the only one I've seen only once, except for obviously this one. Um, and I don't remember Toy Story three that well either. But, but um, what I wanted to go back to what you said about similar narrative beats, yeah. and that actually really. That, I got off on a really bad foot with Toy Story 4. I ultimately liked it um, a fair bit, but I got off on a bad foot with it because of the sameness of the narrative beats at the beginning especially. So, And I think that was kind of to the point, and that's what I'm trying to kind of work through, and I want to see what you guys think. So the, they, so fairly early on, Andy's now, uh, sorry, uh, Woody's now intermingled with um, the toys of Bonnie yeah. and uh, most of the other key characters like the Do we say spoiler alert? Because we always forget to say spoiler oh, okay. alert. Spoiler alert. Um, the, the, he's, um, all, the, all, the, all the main toys that you know got passed from Andy to Bonnie at the end of Toy Story 3. And so they're all waiting in Bonnie's room, stressed out about if there's going to be a new toy coming in or, or whatever they're stressed out about. And I thought, as soon as I saw it, I thought, Boy, am I done with this material! Like this, we've seen this so many times now. Toys exercising their own neuroses over whether they're loved enough or whether they have enough to do. Um, and then I started to think about it. Like you said, like you said, you said you wanted to sit down and properly think about it. So I properly thought about it today, and I was wondering if that was intentional toward the theme that Woody has become kind of um, uh, redundant and uh, obsolete. Um, and that the fact that we're seeing what is essentially a rehash of the opening but scene of the first Toy Story is kind of trying to get at that point. I, I actually didn't mind that they repeated that if they'd done something better with it. My issue was the repetition of... The, the the adventure seemed like so similar yeah. in, in in theme, and you say the theme of Woody becoming redundant. I don't think that's a theme. I think that's a plot point. The theme is still just this neediness of Woody, yeah. and, and like I think they're exploring the, exactly the same things over and over again. But they're all but the, but a lot of the but other toys are also well Woody's needy, but then Gabby the the villain in this film she's also very needy, um, and I think it's almost like it's kind of funny because um, I just reviewed Child. Play today, which just also came out on on Thursday, and that features a blatantly needy toy, um, Chucky, who is I don't who has a slightly different incarnation as he does in these other films, uh, that in, in all the other films where he uh, he is an overprotective toy who does violence to protect his buddy, who is also named Andy, which is kind of funny, but <laughs> but. That's true of Toy Story 4, too. These toys are very needy, and they always have been. Um, you know, and, and certainly not all of them, but enough of them that you kind of think, well, we've seen this. We've done this already, you know? Blakey, can I ask? So you're a Toy Story fan. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about this one in comparison to the other ones? Well, I went in very um, apprehensive whether it needed to be made because the third one, in my mind, was so exactly. beautifully done, and it was just such a great ending to... 
the what story. did happen at the end of Toy Story three before I Andy Andy is going off to college and he yeah. gives the toys to Bonnie and it's like a big beautiful yeah. farewell yeah um, tearjerker yeah, yeah it's really nice and so I was really apprehensive at first whether f- I was going to enjoy the fourth one at all <laughs> and similarly at the start I was just like I don't know about I don't know about this but then it won me over because I thought um, that Woody's journey progressed a lot more than it did. At, uh, at the end of the last film, it took the next step. I agree with which that. Which was really quite beautiful to watch that they were willing to develop the character even further. So even though I felt, yes, I agree that I feel like you may, maybe the, the, there is some similarities between the stories, I, I like that almost because it's being loyal to the character in that this is who Woody is and that his story is progressing. So, so I guess my issue isn't... My two favourite parts of this film were the opening with Bo Peep and the ending where he said goodbye to the other toys, although I still think that was really haphazardly put together and really quick and didn't really um, make the most of the potential emotionally. Well, that's because they, they le- the Barney's family was leaving. They had to rush. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I think everything in between that just felt like every other Toy Story film. Like, and, and, you know, like these characters that they introduced, Duke Kaboom and these other two bears, I was like, they're just Pixar characters that I've seen in it's so filler. many Pixar films. Like, the Pixar, I, I think, take out, you know, the actual content in terms of, you know, like toys for Toy Story cars, you know, emotions for Inside Out. They just all this, they, they're all so similar. Um, yeah. And I, t- to me, this felt like every other Pixar movie, except for Wally, which I think is stands above. The Wally rest of is it, certainly yeah. a, a beast unto its own. My, my, just um, like you, I dare. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm one. I'm, as I was doing my proper thinking, I was trying to think if that was actually part of the point of this film. And I'll I'll highlight another scene. So they're in the antique shop, and they have to make an escape outdoors. I can't even exactly remember the reason for it, but it involves them all riding along on a vehicle, right? And they get out and they kind of have a, a crash outside and Woody's like, come on, on to the next thing. So that is an exact echo of the big set piece in the original Toy Story when they have to get over outside so they can go over to Sid's yard and they have they have the dog chase them and they run they go through the dog flap and they get outside in the car and it's all it's all heroic and everything. In this in this movie the same scene everyone gets up from it. They're all worse from the wear. They all say we don't want to do this anymore Woody, you know, this is too uh, it's too much. Like you're you're hanging on to the past, and I, I'm kind of wondering if that's a little bit of a nod on Pixar's part, part saying we're we're giving this a last nod, and then we're moving on from it. Well, that's what I thought they were doing with the last one, which is why yeah. I was confused that this one was even made. But then, like I said, Woody kind of evolving made that all kind of okay to me. But I do agree. Like it's it's a weird thing where it's it's almost. Toy Story is almost what I want from a lot of the big franchises in that there's some similarities to it, there's some familiarity to it, Mm -hmm. but there's also like some elements of evolution or uniqueness about each individual film. And like I can kind of name this like... You know, the first one's about Sid's house. The first one's about that collector, and they meet those other cowboys. The third one's about the the play, the sunny side, the the daycare center, and the fourth one's about a carnival. So they kind of all have a little bit of a uniqueness, but also a bit of familiarity. But I, I feel like they take 
that, that the the uniqueness, the uniqueness is so it's superficial. It's skin deep, and to me, the best moment in any of the Toy Story films is the furnace scene in Toy Story Three, mm. which really got me. And I think the it, it the whole movie, that whole scene, the movie builds up to it. It's well executed. It conveys a, so much more about these characters that I feel like has ever been conveyed conveyed properly, you know, in in the rest of the movies, and. I, uh, th- there was more to it, I think, than than all the other. Um, the, this is uh, like a one-off adventure, kind of. I mean, it does have yeah. it has a specifically kind of definitive ending to it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, or you know, you know, they can they can make sequels as long as they want to. It doesn't have to be a definitive ending. But mm, yeah. but the rest of the film doesn't feel like some kind of culmination of what these characters have been working toward, as you say. Mm. It's like a it's like um you know it's like a bottle episode on a TV show where it's just all about one particular thing that that's unique to that scenario it doesn't I, it doesn't really speak to the past episodes or the future episodes i also found it kind of strange how after following these characters for so long and that scene in the furnace in toy story 3 that i just mentioned seems like yeah, the culmination of all these characters over three movies and then toy story 4 really sidelined most of the characters yeah. and which was made even more um uh, apparent. So, uh, apparent, yeah, by the the goodbye scene mm. where like the dog or whatever runs up to lick him and the dinosaur waves goodbye and then all of a sudden yeah. th- they're gone. And yeah. it's just like if if I even I was annoyed, I don't even like Toy Story that much. Yeah. And I thought that was a like um a cop out. Yeah. We've been following these characters since ninety five, is yeah. it Toy yeah. Story One? I think that's yeah. its downfall. I agree yeah. with that. I think you mentioned it earlier about the concept of every I feel like every Toy Story they meet new toys. Obviously, mm-hmm. the first one being Buzz, second one being um, Jesse, Jesse and the Stinky Batman, Pete, Stinky Pete and Bullet, mm-hmm. and then the third one True. is all Bonnie's mm-hmm. toys. And so, what they're always doing is introducing new characters. And so, it means that when it gets to the fourth one, there's just no time for all the yeah, other characters your, where do you get to have your, lines. How about Wallace Shawn getting a couple lines? Come on, you know who Wallace Shawn is? Uh, Inconceivable. The, the, yeah, yeah, the mm. dinosaur. And, and uh, yeah, I, I reckon <clears throat> that the film was worse for focusing primarily on Woody and not Buzz because it's been Buzz and Woody's story for well. Like, they 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 gave Buzz a number of things to do, but what I didn't what disappointed me about Buzz was that he kind of took a step back to intellectually. It seemed like like he couldn't he, it, like he was kind of dumb, you know. Like I kind of I kind of feel like Buzz has been through a lot. Like in a way, Buzz has been through the most in this series because he went from not even realizing it was a toy to accepting that his value as a toy to you know you know learning friendship and all that stuff. Which and then now he's kind of like as well. Just again echoing yeah. Right. Exactly. Forky was an underwritten character with a lot of potential who I never I laughed engaged. Every time he was on screen, I never though. engaged <laughs> as much with him as I was hoping I would. Because mm. when I saw a picture of him, I got excited about him. But <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the thing I was thinking about Forky was well, the the cynical reason for saying that they want to keep making Toy Story movies is so they can sell more toys to 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 us in the world. And it's like, well, kids should just make their own Forky toy. They shouldn't. Yeah. They, shouldn't they shouldn't buy one. Yeah. You know? Well, again, it was like. What was interesting in watching Toy Story 3 last night after watching Toy Story 4, in saying that what you were saying about Buzz and him being more of a background character, which is true, it did, however, feel like watching Toy Story 3 that everyone else's journey was tied up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Buzz was quite happy with Jesse and it was suggested that are they, they had... Are they together? In 3, it very strongly suggests nice. that they are. <laughs> um, so that was like... that was They were tied up. They were happy... They had a purpose, whereas, like, knowing where 4 was going, watching 3, Woody was the one who was 
standing out a bit. He was the one who was meant to go to college in the third one with Andy, and he didn't. He opted to stay with Bonnie. He was the one who still had these pent-up issues in Toy Story 4, and that was actually what kept me watching in Toy Story 4, was I thought his character journey was written really well. Not necessarily all the uh, existential stuff, but more in terms of him being like, in that scene that he was saying, I need to go back. And they're like, why? Just that why. Mm-hmm. Asking that question is, why do you need to do this, Woody? Why do you need to go to, to, to kindergarten and help Bonnie? Why can't you take orders from another toy? Why Why just can't you accept your fate? And it was that journey kept me really interested. But I feel like we've been watching Woody go through that since Toy Story 1. Mm-hmm. He's been like, And, and I, I think if there had been evolution there, if... You know, Woody wasn't like that by Toy Story 4. I might have been more engaged, but it's like, same old shit, Woody. Like, well, as, as like, the ending scene grow was. Grow up, you know, like, pardon the maybe joke. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> as the end scene was playing out, I was trying to figure out which way they were going to go with it because, so they've introduced Bo Peep. We should talk a little bit about her. She was great. Re- reintroduced her. She has a big role in this. She's a, a lot, not a lost toy. That's not the word they use. It's a, a liberated toy or whatever. Strong, like, independent. She's, she's, toy. On bo- she's on her own. Yeah. Uh, she has no owner. And she loves it and she's, she's, she's killing it. So, so that is speaking to a, a you know our moment in time where we don't want um Bo Peep who is in in essence kind of a damsel right like the way she's written as a as yeah. a as, Which a, is as a plaything yeah. so she's now you know the badass on her own and so i've figured they would end it with well she don't she don't need no man you know woody's obviously going to leave cuz she's not going to she's fine in the world by her, by herself and so it's kind of interesting because they did end up together but in a way, that's not a reflection on her. That's a reflection on Woody's choice to give up his sheriff role and to go on to the world. And I do think that that's effective. Like, yeah. I thought I, I appreciated that because he kind of like – and that's what that opening scene felt like to me. I was like, really? Woody's in this scene again where he's cowering in a closet wondering if his owner is going to get a toy that outshines him? Well, no. At the, at the end, he's liberated from, that, from yeah. that loop finally. And I think that messaging is – like almost the point like this is a film that was made in 2019 yeah and it is the concept that we don't all need to um subscribe to this image of you know we can all live our lives however we kind of yeah. want i've been meaning to talk to you about that you you actually can't <laughs> <laughs> and you know everyone except for you it was funny as well before i went into the the <laughs> the cinema i ran into a friend of mine and i was like oh, i'm gonna see toy story 4 and he's like have you heard all the stuff about um Woody being bi. And I was just <laughs> like, what? And so like, I he it was a joke he made, but like, annoyingly, I like was casting that lens over what I was watching. And I was like, oh, look at Woody in the closet, you know, <laughs> yeah. afraid to come out. I just, so I was like, I don't know. That was just something... You would have heard. You would have been hearing about that, yeah. not just from your friend, if that were the case. Yeah, that, that I, I actually googled. Uh, I started googling Woody is annoying, and it came up with Woody is bisexual. Yeah, and, you know, the suggestions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he is. Well, there you go. Uh, which you know, you heard it here last. <laughs> could have been a bit nicer. Maybe they could have made that goodbye with Buzz a bit more passionate. Yeah, the goodbye. Oh, like, some some hip thrusts, you know, maybe you know. <laughs> but it was good because, like, the thing about Toy Story is. Which they do very well is like the same with Toy Story three when they were go- about to go in the incinerator and then in this one when they were he was saying goodbye at both <coughs> at both po- at both points they were able to suspend my belief enough that I think he they might actually do it or they might actually go mm, yeah. the other way I thought he was going to go back to Buzz and I would have been kind of pissed off if he did so it was like 
that was kind of nice. The way I could tell that it hadn't had the same effect on me that the other films had was that I didn't get emotional in at the farewell. Like I didn't even like think about getting emotional. Like I see, I, I did. Yeah, you did. Okay. I'd say three was <laughs> three is the best I've seen. Four is second. I've actually two and say, then one. I got sort of emotional, and I was like, "Why?" As I was getting emotional, I was thinking, "I don't even like these movies. I don't even like this movie." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting emotional. Damn cinema! So I think it's just getting older and more uh, more soppy. I yeah. agree. I was I because it was similar in that was the other thing I was going to say in watching Toy Story three yesterday again. It's similar to Tarantino is for whatever reason that both Toy Story and Tarantino films lend themselves for me as films that are really powerful the first time I watch them but then on repeat viewings they lose they lose it like uh, three really? wasn't as strong even early as Tarantino, Tarantino movies because yeah. I'd say uh, uh, Pulp Fiction actually is um, uh, now that the, when I first saw Pulp Fiction it was Pulp Fiction right yeah and I enjoyed it, but couldn't see what the fuss was all about. And now every time I see it, I think I appreciate well, it more. Maybe I should check the early ones out. But it was, you know, I remember seeing Hateful Eight several times and seeing like well, hate, yeah, the hate, later ones and being like, man, like you know what Toy Story needs? It's like it needs a gimp. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's heading that way with the dummies and stuff. Yeah, that's right. Oh, those dummies were, yeah. The other thing I want to talk about <clears> is the toys were taking so much more chances in this one. That was the other <laughs> thing that annoyed to me. Toy heading the way of getting. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first <laughs> and last. <laughs> but like they, they were taking so much more chances in this film, whereas in the past they were so like cautious about like not getting caught. And this one, they're driving a car and yelling at people. I'm just yeah, like, I know. You guys are a bit silly. Yeah, even well, Woody throwing Forky up in places. It just like yeah. he was really um yeah far far more. Uh, Pixar is starting to yeah. Pixar Pixar starting to use that whole car bit as a as a bit of a crutch. I think. Do you remember finding Dory the the all the the sea creatures drive a car at the end of the movie it's uh and they also did that in the secret life of pets it's just like it's getting to become an animated cliche when things that shouldn't be able to operate vehicles do operate them in yeah, some way but I, I can't remember. that's just my old man gripe yeah, there and they're like driving on the bridge and got oh finding dory is forgettable you know, i yeah. actually wouldn't have gone to see toy story 4 if we hadn't been doing this podcast i really yeah and what i what i don't understand about pixar is, with me is i must be wrong Everybody loves these movies, mm. so I can't even say that I am right about these movies. And I yeah. and I wish I could at least see why people like them. You know, I I, I, I was bored shitless in Toy Story Four. The opening wow. scene, the opening scene, mm. kind of got me involved. And then the further the movie got, and by the time they got to the antique shop, I was just I sunk down into my seat. I was sighing. I, and I re- I went in with an open mind. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to try to like this movie. Soulless. Um, yeah, I, it, maybe I'm soulless. <laughs> I, I, you know, to be honest, I think my love for the previous films, and actually my love is really contained to one and two. I I like number three very much, but I don't oh. I don't love it. See, I'm the opposite. Three, yeah. four, killing it. One okay. and two, you know, not so, so much. So, um, so I think part of the reason why I'm giving this a little bit more of a pass is also because I just have an affection for the series and these characters. But I agree, I... I spent most of the first half of this film a bit bored. Wow! See, look for me, it's like it's been a weak year, I must admit. Yeah. But it's the it's my favorite of the year. Ooh. Well, do you know the thing is, it's probably close to my favorite of the year, yeah. and I still didn't like it. It's been such a. It has not been a good year. year. It has movie. not been a good year. Did you guys year? see the little Easter egg? You know how they always have the all the Pixar films. Someone told me the about other it. Pixar films? What, what's the one that you picked? Was there up one up one? Boo. Boo was in it. Okay. Ah, also, you know how in the first Toy Story, we've got to start wrapping up soon, but you know the first Toy Story, the carpet in Sid's house was the carpet from The Shining? Yeah, yeah. 
the record playing in the antique shop was the song from the end of The Shining. I, um, I was like, yeah, oh, what's right, it? I heard this song before. Nice. Sid's the garbage yeah. man in, in Toy Story 3 too, as a side note. Uh, mm. So he didn't come good after all. No. No. Blakey, do you want to introduce our top three? Uh, yes. He just gave me such a look of surprise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you yeah. want? <laughs> so top three this week. Uh, or this week, like we do a weekly podcast. <laughs> this year. <laughs> um, is franchises uh, that, uh, movie franchises that exceed uh, three films, or so four, more than three films. Yeah. Right, Derek? Yeah. Right. Can I, can I say, though, can, I know you were, you're introducing it, but can I say... Um, this, Derek does our top three every week. So I ended up thinking be. that series that passed three were kind of an aberration. That is completely not the case. Did you guys look at that link that I sent I you? Did. That Wikipedia did, link? Yeah, yeah. There are thousands of movie series that go past three oh, movies. So many <laughs> series that I yeah, like didn't even realize had one sequel, let alone... I mean, and now, that granted, they, in that particular page I, I sent out, they were counting like all these yeah. straight-to-video sequels that of, of crap like Land Before Time and stuff like that. Oh, but, not crap. Land Before <laughs> Time is my childhood. we got to start wrapping much. up, boys. Um, so anyway, so I apologize for this one because there were too many choices, but I, and I wasn't even happy with mine. So Derek, you can't well, apologize enough. Blakey, go top three. <laughs> it's also interesting top three because how do you rate it? Like, do you, yeah. like overall quality of all the films. Yeah, that's a good or question. Do you go for standalone winners because, like, you know, I absolutely love Mad Max Four, but you know, the other three ones, were yeah. a bit dated for me. So. Whoa, Mad Max One. I was, but when I watched it, it just felt it was too dated for me. I couldn't handle that shit. <sighs> Uh, and do you have to? So is that one of all? your choices? No. Okay. We've got, to, we've got to do it. We're running out of yeah. time. All right. All right. Um, number three for me is Lethal Weapon. Okay. Um, because I think that formula lends itself to just getting remade and remade and remade. I don't give a shit if they do the the, the same formula every time. Mel Gibson and this. Danny Glover are still alive. Come um, on, Lethal Weapon Five. And they're chucking Joe Pesci in the mix, <laughs> and they're getting. Um, who else was in it? Jet Li got involved. Yep. So, um, oh, isn't Lethal Weapon 4, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah. And then they got someone else. But that was the moment we're discussing, the fourth yeah, film. that was sick. Uh, two, even though my second one, even though the fourth one should never have been made, but the other one, the other three are so good, uh, is Indiana Jones. Mm. Indiana Wait, which one do you think shouldn't have been made? Crystal, Crystal Skull. Skull. Oh, they said two. No. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah. No, the fourth one. Oh, no, I was saying number two is in. That's my second oh, yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Honourable mention to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because... <laughs> Those 90s all those Secret of the Ooze. That was sick when they went yeah. back in time and stuff. Um, and, you know, apparently there's eight Beethovens as well. I saw that. <laughs> and eight Deep Throats. Um, the pawns. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Jumanji well, reckons it if was you're including... If you're being honest, that's probably your number one. <laughs> I've never seen it. Have yeah. you? I've seen, I think I've seen Deep Fruit. Throat. Yeah. Deep Fruit. <laughs> <laughs> you're watching the wrong one. And Jaws 4, where the, the shark... Roars. Roars and are, are you just listing funny things? Or are you yeah, actually yeah, yeah. Oh, are right, yeah. running out of time. I knew you'd try and stop me. Uh, but my number one is uh, the Futurama movies. They were really something special oh. for me because oh. they cancelled that show way before it should have, and then they made these films as like a you know we want to show people that we're still good, and they were fucking awesome. I don't cool. think I've ever seen a Futurama movie. Oh, oh, that's good. Have you seen a, show, a Futurama yes. episode? Yeah. yeah. Well, watch, we'll go and watch the movies. I, I don't like hanging out with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You asked me to drive with you here, and I said no. 
Yeah. <laughs> stay away from me. Save the squabbles <laughs> for off the air, boys. True, we're running out of time. We've got no time for Derek, so, so I'll just do mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to focus on ones where I thought the fourth movie was spe- uh, specifically noteworthy, but then I kind of failed at that, so <laughs> I don't like my choices. But one of my choices, and I'm not, I didn't even do them in order, is Mission Impossible. Yeah, and the call. reason for that is the fourth one is definitely the best one, I think. Um, Mission Impossible? Yeah, Ghost yeah. Protocol. Yeah. And that, that is a series that... The new that, one's pretty good. Well, that that's a series that really found its footing and became the new version of what it is now mm. from the fourth onward, <laughs> I would say. So that was one of my choices. Um, another, and I don't even really like this choice that much, is the, uh, is uh, Fast and the Furious. Uh, um, yeah. And number one. I sure. don't like... <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I thought about it. I don't even really like any of the first four films in that but series. number five is pretty good. Number five is yeah. great, and number eight was great. I loved the last one. I, I thought it was hilarious. I think especially... like num- like <clears throat> They've all been not bad since number five, but number five was really pretty awesome. Number five's yeah. the best one, I yeah. think. And number eight I thought was great, too. So. I, I've somehow seen all of them, even though number one to four were really bad. I've never seen past three. Oh, yeah. you've got to watch Fast and Furious Five. Is it like I, I, I walked in? Anyway, I'll tell you after this. Fast Five. So my last, so my last one, I'm going with Star Trek, and um, that was never envisioned as a trilogy. I don't think you so. You can't it's... say we can't do Star Wars, and you do Star Trek. Why, can't, why did you say we can't do Star? I didn't. Wars? I just said it was boring. They just said it was. <laughs> He said in the message it was a cop out to do Star Wars or James, James Bond. Bond. Well, that's all right. That's all right. And Star Trek, surely. When, when have you thing? ever listened to me, Blake? Oh, always. <laughs> so, and the reason why the reason why I selected that one is specifically that because number four is one of the best two overall. That's the that's the uh, the um, voyage home where they where they bring the whales back to San Francisco. The whales. It's a comedy. <laughs> it's a comedy. I love it. That's like- it's hilarious. There's five minutes of sci-fi at the start, five minutes of sci-fi at the end, and the rest, is just, rest of the movie is just this whale conservation movie. <laughs> it's awesome, dude. Walking around like, it's so funny. <laughs> that is a weird movie. No, it's so funny. It's, it's that, perfect. The script though, is great. It? No, it's number four. Number three oh, is, three is where, Spock. where Spock, Spock is turning yeah, in from yeah, a child yeah. to an adult, and it's kind of disturbing. The Voyage Home. Uh, yeah. Weird movie, Derek. <laughs> I also considered Rocky. All right, John, on to you. <clears throat> okay. Do you know what about Jumanji being in that list? I thought that was weird. Yeah. They considered that space Zathura, film. Zathura, yeah. Yeah, what the hell? And including a film that hasn't actually come out yet. Yeah. You're going to hate this, Blakey. My number three is also Star Trek. <laughs> oh, ref. Because of the whale one. <laughs> number two is Mad Max, because Mad Max number one is my favorite Mad Max. Even more than four. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then uh, probably Mad Max 4, and then 2, then 3. Love Mad Max 1. Mm. Uh, and number one is Indiana Jones as well. And it's because the first three are so great. And I actually think, and I want to get this out there on the podcast <gasps> for the record. What are you going to say? Number two, uh, oh. Temple of Doom, is actually my favorite Indiana yeah. Jones. I thought you were going to say something good about Crystal Skull. That scared uh, the shit out of me. And n- number two gets a really hard rap for the like 15-minute sequence when it becomes really awful and scary and the hearts get ripped out. But on either side of that is like a solid almost hour on either side. They've got the Shanghai nightclub opening, the plane escape, the plane fall, the, t- the trek through the jungle. After that, they've got the, the mine cart chase. Yeah. They've yeah, got the um, the bridge, the so cutting awesome. of the bridge. But Steven Temple Spielberg's of wife is so annoying. You get used to her. <laughs> no, no honestly, so I good. used to think she was really annoying. And as long as your viewer is like a, a you know, you don't want all the Indiana Jones uh, partners to uh, to feel exactly the same. Yeah. I, I I honestly think Temple of and then you watch um, uh, Last Crusade and and Spielberg was so cautious after in his mind uh, fucking up Temple of Doom mm. that he essentially just remade uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and then put Sean Connery in it which mm. isn't a is by no means a bad film yeah. 
but it's it's Spielberg at his most cautious. Mm. Okay. Uh, Temple of Doom. Yeah, okay. great flick. I agree. Yeah. And for some reason, talking about this has made me want to go put on um, King of the Crystal Skulls when I get home. No. And there is a bad movie. No, you and don't. they're filming no. Indiana Jones 5 next year, which mm. is surely going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. But Shia, Bl- Shia LaBeouf's not involved, right? I wouldn't have thought so. No. <laughs> hey, that's all we've got time for. Blakey, final thoughts on Toy Story 4. Keep it brief. Uh, it was funny. I saw this with my housemate, and she was saying it. she had anxiety for years after watching Toy Stories because she felt like... She was abandoning her toys, and I think that's true. I think story. She toys, was abandoning her toys. I think toy, no, I think Toy Story needs to reflect. I think it caused us all a whole generation of Hoarded. mental issues. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like I like the that's film. Right, you. <laughs> you. I've, I've I've lost my name. I like the film, but I think it's time to move onward for Pixar. And guess what? That's the name of the next film, Onward, coming out next March. Oh, it's the one with the, the fantasy. Aliens or something, it, yeah. yeah, fantasy. Anyway, it'll, it'll be exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. I wish, I'd like to say, I wish I knew what Pixar the fuss was all about, except for Wally, which is great. This has been the Real Good Podcast. My name is John Roebuck. Uh, thank you, Blakey. Ah, oh, we didn't mention Blakey's new moustache. <laughs> thank know. you, Blakey's moustache. Thank you, boys. Is that if a caterpillar you, on your lip? Uh, no, the moustache looks good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm keeping it. We'll keep it. Oh, the moustache looks. Don't let Derek was he oh, keep the mustache. <laughs> you didn't mention my scarf and ski cap either. That's right, I didn't. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Uh, for more information, go to realgood.com.au. It's real with two e's. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>